1: And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into another spooky movie. And this time, Discord decided. And this time, we are getting back into Chucky.
0: Yep, so we are back in doll territory. I'm yeah. so excited about this.
1: You were super excited. <laughs> doll territory is one of your favorite places to be. I don't know why oh, you're yeah, acting like yeah, yeah. this was like this was not not exciting and fun (laughs) and new for you
0: look for those that don't know okay your boy not a fan of creepy dolls not a fan of scary dolls yeah Um, but chucky's different chucky is different chucky is different that's that's the thing is like jokes aside i actually was excited to jump back into Mm -hmm. the chucky universe because i hate dolls and chucky is one of the main reasons why i hate dolls But because of that, we have this weird connection. Like, I actually really do love Chucky, Mm -hmm. um, and I I actually really like the franchise as well. Uh, So I was excited to potentially uh, discuss some more of the uh, Kooky Killer doll.
1: May I ask, have you Mm -hmm. ever seen Dead Silence?
0: No, I have not.
1: Interesting.
0: I don't like the look that you just had. No one else saw it? (laughs) But I don't like that look.
1: Erica will remember that for later.
0: <laughs> okay. <I'm> suspicious now. <laughs>
1: well, it's just something. It's good to know. Okay. I like that. I'll lock that away in the memory bank for future reference. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about more Chucky today. <laughs> uh, the theme of this Discord Decides, we decided to go back to director-focused and have all of the movies be... Directed by the same director. And this time we went with da, 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 Don Mancini, who is involved with all of the Child's Play slash Chucky films. But this is the first one that was directed by Don Mancini. Mm-hmm. Um, so credited as a writer on all of them. And I'm fairly certain a producer on all of them. But starting with. Seed of Chucky, and going forward, Don Mancini is our director. This, of course, is excluding the Child's Play remake that came out recently. Uh, Not recently, but like a few years ago. Um, That we actually covered. That we did cover. It's one of our early, early episodes. It's like baby homies of horror. But So if you guys (laughs) want to go hear us at the beginning... Uh, go check that out. Go check out our child's play coverage, where we also talk about the original, just 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 a little bit, but we're yeah. we've mainly focused on covering the newest one. But we've got Seed of Chucky, and then post this we have Colt or I'm sorry, no Curse of Chucky, and then Cult of Chucky. So Seed of Chucky was the only Don Mancini directed chucky movie that came out in theaters because both curse and Cult were straight to video or mm-hmm. straight to tv straight to streaming so this was the only on a big wide screen chucky film that we got directed by don mancini which and i wish we had gotten more on the big wide screen and we almost could have i'll we'll dive into that a little bit later but i am also kind of I don't know, I kinda love that this was the the only
0: one. <laughs> True. Cause this one, I as far as this franchise goes, this is one of the ones that I'm actually way more familiar with because again, just in lieu of the time that we grew up in, this is a film that was on TV a ton. So I would yeah. see Seed of Chucky all the time. And I think this was like outside of the original child's play one of my earlier introductions into the franchise. Mm-hmm. Cause like when I think of Chucky, I do have two in mind. Like I have the original, uh, the original doll, but then this particular imagery of Chucky is what I think my brain will go to first. Like scar- scarred up, chopped up Chucky. That's the one that, that pops into my brain first when I think of him.
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind of the same for me in the sense of, although I am pretty, familiar with the child's play the original three as well when I think of the Chucky series it's also so sometimes I forget that Tiffany isn't a factor and all of them because when I think of Chucky I think of Tiff and I think that's because Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky were also so The ones that I saw the most growing up, Mm, particularly Bride of Chucky. I saw that shit all the time. Uh, They played the way that they kept that movie on on playback was actually insane. So Tiffany to me and Jennifer Tilly is also a big part of the Chucky averse that I'm always so used to seeing. But obviously is not a factor in all of them, although Mm. going forward from this point on, kind of plays a factor. So, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Seed of Chucky, to me, feels like the Chucky that I'm familiar with, the more kind of wisecracking main protagonist Chucky, because I think when you go back into the past, Chucky was not the star in the same way that he is now. Chucky was very much the villain that, kind of stayed in the shadows I think that's why the horror aspect of child's play works so well is because you don't see a lot of Chucky and you're really focused on the story of our protagonist you have Andy to really root the series in Mm -hmm. the very beginning you have a human being that you're focused on and Chucky is just the side story to that and then as time went on and and Chucky became more and more of a factor, I think that's what audiences really fell in love with. And so by the time you get into Bride, and particularly by the time you get into Seed, Chucky is the star of these yep. films. And yeah. we get a lot of him. And I think as a result of Chucky being a character that can talk and can have personality... I think we see this with a lot of horror films where our villain is that way. We start to lean more into the comedy.
0: Mm-hmm. Very true. And also, in regards to what you're talking about earlier too with Tiff, I feel like she as an addition to this franchise is one of the uh, few times where I think in regards to some of the big bads in horror, right, you have an addition to the franchise that sticks mm-hmm. as well as Tiff does because even in Bride of Chucky, that film is so much fun because you have the two of them working off of each other. And like Jennifer Tilly, the way that she adds to the franchise is so good. And so like even going into Seed of Chucky, knowing that we have the two of them to work off of each other, it just adds this extra layer Mm -hmm. into the franchise that I didn't know I needed until I saw it. Mm -hmm. And I do think a lot of that comes um, in regards to just how well the two play off of each other. But it's just like, I mean, even in this film, she's like, kind of more of the star than Chucky is like you see even more of her at least you get a lot of alone time with her, mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a tribute to just how confident they are in the performance and how important she is to this whole dynamic, like this version of Chucky is dope, because I do like the wisecracking joke, like very joke heavy version of Chucky. But I think having Tiff alongside to assist with that and to even have her own side of the story, I think it's a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. it was just one of the things that was very refreshing um, in regards to like additions to this franchise.
1: Yeah, definitely. I love Tiff. I love Jennifer Tilly. Uh, both her and Brad Dorf. Of course, he's always killing it. He is. Mm-hmm chucky. But I feel like I agree bringing Jennifer Tilly in was so amazing. I think particularly because she has such an iconic and recognizable voice that mm-hmm. I cannot imagine anybody else playing the voice of Tiffany because it just works so well and she gives it her all. They both do. I think that's what's so great about them is even though this these characters are voice over performances they're also so expressive. By this point in time, these dolls have become super expressive. Got to give a shout out to just the animatronics for that because they do feel like so real at this point. Oh, yeah. And I, I
0: forget at so many points that they're dolls yeah. just because like I get so engrossed in watching them.
1: And I also think that that's partly because of the voice performances given by, mm-hmm. by them. And also we have a third doll introduced in this movie that also kind of fucking rocks like i will (laughs) i will have to say i think that for one thing that's so great about this whole killer doll aspect is they have successfully introduced a new doll in two movies back to back and that has really added to the fun at least for me and i Mm -hmm. think that that is just a testament to the kind of stories that they're telling the performances that are being that are given and also to the design, the doll design I think is still so successful. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to talk about Seed of Chucky. Um, I'm excited to talk a little bit about Don Mancini and the ideas that were given within this film that were straight from him. And also too, I feel like this is a great way to end out the month of June because a Don Mancini is a very, um, out and proud gay man. B, um, we definitely get some themes in this that also kind mm-hmm. of match the themes we talked about last week in Titan in a very different way. Yeah. <laughs> and true. And C, this movie is campy as hell. So I'm yes, really, <laughs> really <is. laughs> excited to talk about it. Um, that being said, we can get into the scare scale. I have a feeling that we're both gonna be around the same kind of level one i mean, thinking maybe yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i am thinking of one
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah mostly because like this one's fun and it's like funny mm-hmm. so it, it's fun it's funny and like you said it's hella campy yeah so it's just it's hard to be afraid because you're just along for the ride yeah enjoying the performances mm-hmm. um there's death there's gores but none of it's like played for scares. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of it's played for laughs. And other times it's just played to kind of move the story along. But there's at no point in this movie where I'm like, oh, shit, I'm scared.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing about Chucky, too, is I feel like in and of itself, these movies are only going to really be scary to a certain group of people. And Mm -hmm. I feel like by the time we get into this movie, they're yeah, they're not focused on the scares at all. They are leaning much more towards the comedy and also like the family drama <laughs> aspect of things. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, there's there's not a lot in the scare department as far as jump scares go. The gore is definitely played to over the top effect in this. And I don't think any of it is meant to be real uh, so that also leans more towards a one as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, nothing nothing to be scared about here, folks. So if you want to check out a Chucky <laughs> movie and you don't want to be scared, Seed of Chucky is definitely a good one to, to start with.
0: True, true. Now then, it is about that time that we enter into spoiler territory. So homies, you have been warned. But today we're talking about Seed of Chucky from 2004. This movie was written and directed by Don Mancini, starring Jennifer Tilly as herself, along with Tiffany, Brad Dourif as Chucky, and Billy Boyd as
2: Glenn. Young Glenn, or Glenda, or whatever, dreams of one day finding out who their parents are. Little do they know, They are the offspring of the now-infamous doll killers Chucky and Tiff. After a confusing family reunion resurrection, Chucky and Tiff are ready to find new bodies to possess. And when Tiff sets her eyes on actress Jennifer Tilly, the family makes plans for an extended stay in Hollywood. Insert killer interventions. One Night Red Mans and murder dolls made in Japan here. Our film concludes with our doll family knocking up Jennifer for a body for their child. But will their kids' pacifist ways get in the way of the bigger family picture? Also, you know, I can't think of a thing to say. Roll credits.
1: All right, I'll give you this, because that was a very good way to to pin that synopsis. But I am slightly <laughs> disappointed that you didn't decide to end it with, You're pissing your pants! You're pissing your pants!
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> now, I, I, funny enough, I was actually kind of conflicted this week in terms of what would be the pin, because like, I do think the dialogue in this film is very fun. and like i love listening to these dolls talk they're like every single one of them including glenn slash glenda because that british accent just tickles me
1: (laughs) i love it it's gonna be really hard to pick clips for this episode it's gonna there's so many good ones it's gonna be Mm -hmm. hard not to just absolutely bombard this episode with clips but we will try our best not to
0: (laughs) try being the operative word here um but I mean I'm very excited to know Erica what is in your notebook?
1: Um my first note is sperm cam cuz that's what we start with. We are Yes, we do. I assume we are sperm?
0: We are the sperm.
1: Yeah, POV you're sperm racing towards <laughs> <laughs> towards <laughs> Tiffany's eggs. Um uh. and so we have this whole beginning sequence that Weirdly, it kind of reminds me. You haven't seen this one yet of the beginning sequence of uh, Night on Elm Street Five. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. The what's that one called? The Dream Kid, the Dream, dream Child, baby. the Dream Child. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it's it's this little sperm cam, and then we. Go into this POV like sequence, uh, first person POV that is an homage to Halloween, I presume, where we are somebody, something, but it's being unwrapped by a little girl and given to her, and then we kind of get to go around and kill off this family. This family, which I actually really think this is a lot of fun. I love the sequence of it first uh, I will mm. say though that cake looks rank that birthday cake yeah. that, that it's that um they steal the knife out of it just right. looks so why is it so bright and it looks so
0: <laughs> so thick and wet. Oh my oh my lord I thought the, I thought the cake looked tasty. <laughs> it looks good when they're eating it. But
1: the, the the shot we get of the cake where it's just sitting there, that looked like that's that type of cake that sticks to the roof of your mouth. That shit looked thick. I know Girl,
2: what who cake hurt I you.
1: I know <laughs> they were fighting for their life trying to chew through that cake. I know they were. I'm telling you, go back and look at that cake.
0: Okay, I'll take your word for it on that one. Um, I I didn't notice too much the the dimensions <laughs> and consistency of said cake. Um, but I do agree with you that I I like this opening sequence. Not a big fan of the sperm cam. I'll be real. Yeah, but that's same. mostly just like my aversion to early two thousand CGI. But I really like this POV section, mostly because I think the first kill is really dope, mm-hmm. and I would love to see how they shot it because, like, you get that shot. Of the dad getting stabbed and then falling off the banister, but it's fully in POV. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, that stunt just looks really cool to me.
1: It's super cool. It looks honestly that death is one of the best looking of the film as far as effects wise. It looks great. I love the way that the the light, the, the lightning lights up the dad's face right before he hits the floor. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool shot. I I, I like both of the parents' kills actually. Although yeah. the mom's is hilarious. The mom's is hilarious because she kind of did that to herself. I I hate to say that, oh, but fully, she really did. she really got caught slipping. And it's <laughs> it also is. There's a lot of um, psycho references in this film, and mm-hmm. this is one of our first one because our mom is caught in the shower with the killer that comes in with the knife. Although I do love that (laughs) we drop the knife and we have to pick it back up. The whole time the mom's still standing there just screaming before she slips out of the the tub. But this whole dream sequence, I just feel like is really cool. I agree with you. The sperm start, it's whatever. It's for committing. I mean, it gets you into the vibe of the movie. I think fairly quickly that lighthearted this is going to be the most off the wall kind of shit you're going to see tone Mm -hmm. that I think the whole film has so In the regards of introducing the audience to that feeling right away, it works. But yes, it feels very, very early 2000s. And I almost wish that we had just started with the dream sequence and had the credits roll over that.
0: Yeah, or just do it second. Like, I feel like if the first (laughs) sequence happened and then we went to sperm cam, I wouldn't have minded it as much. I think it's just because that was the first thing that my eyes saw when this movie started. I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Um, but it, it's like, it's no big deal in the grand scheme of things because, again, this opening sequence is a lot of fun. Um, dad death is cool. Mom death is hilarious. Um, and even as somebody who, if you've listened long enough, you'll often hear me complain about dream sequences, I don't mind that it's a dream sequence mm-hmm. either. Like, I think it's a fun way to start it. And I like that it... It introduced this idea of the killer doll, but I love the juxtaposition of when we finally get to Glenn and get introduced to the new doll, that he's a complete pacifist, which is a great, great like plot device, yeah. I think, for this movie.
1: Dude, I love them. I love <laughs> Glenn, Glenda. I I I think they're so cute. They're one of my favorite parts of this movie they really are yeah and which i'll probably call them glenn until we get the glenda reveal later on Mm -hmm. because for the most part um they i think that in most form like most of the time that you see them talked about they're referred to as glenn like i think even in the synopsis that is online i think it says like gentle glen or something mm-hmm. which i was like okay who put the gentle in there <laughs> don't think that's they, part of their government name but okay
0: <laughs> yeah they're they're glen leaning but you know yeah. they, they they go between the two and i think we will as well yes. as during this uh, conversation
1: i did not realize until looking at all of the actors today that this is this is the guy from Lord of the Rings who oh. does the voice of of Glenn, Glenda um they play one of the twins hold on um, what like
0: like Pippin or something hold on who is this
1: so billy boyd mm-hmm. yeah Pippin it's Pippin it's
0: Pippin yeah. oh my i didn't even realize it was
1: it's Pippin dog and it's also it's because um he's scottish but he's doing a british a British mm-hmm. accent in and, and Seed of Chucky, which it's definitely... I think when you... Because uh, I, I, I purposely looked that up because I, I thought, this just sounds like a very put-upon British dialect, and I did mm-hmm. not suspect that they were actually British, whoever was doing the voice. And so, yeah, when I looked that up, I A, saw that Billy Boyd was Scottish, <laughs> but also B, saw that he literally filmed this, like, the year after. <laughs> I think the first or the second Lord of the Rings came out or something, uh, mm-hmm. came in and did all the voice acting for this. So I just thought that was
0: fun. That is fun. I also find it very fun that they are canically Japanese as far as they're concerned. Right. That to me is a hilarious plot point.
2: I don't know much about myself. I know I'm an orphan. I know I'm a freak. And of course... I know that I'm Japanese, but why do I have such terrible nightmares filled with hate and blood and guts? I'm not like that at all. I wouldn't even hurt a fly. Oh, there he goes, back to his family. Oh, I envy him. Sometimes I wonder about my own parents. Were they Zen masters? Did they serve the emperor? Oh, sometimes I wonder what my mom and dad were really like. It also does
1: tickle me because, yes, the whole thing is that this is basically picking up years after Bride of Chucky, Mm -hmm. which if you guys remember how that movie ended, it ended with the baby ripping out of Tiffany's belly and attacking a police officer, I think. And then the movie ends. Mm So... From there, the baby, like both Chucky and Tiffany have been dead. They have been dormant, whatever you want to call them, I guess, when they're not (laughs) brought back to life. And Mm -hmm. so Glenn has been raised by this ventriloquist performer who is a shitty guy and believes that they are an orphan. And it's the... Which I will say, so something that is interesting to me because also this movie was not supposed to be there was not supposed to supposed to be such a gap between bride and seed. But this movie kind of got stuck in production company limbo because of the subject matter and the direction in which Dom Mancini was wanting to take the Chucky story. It was kind of a hard sell. And so it didn't get picked up right away because apparently Don Mancini in, said in an interview that he did with Dread Central said that this story is, he had actually come up with the idea for the story before Bride of Chucky, So this oh. was always the plan, but it was a hard sell to A, go into this more comedic tone, to B, have this whole family s- story have these gay undertones and also to have a child that did not want to become a serial killer. The production company didn't like that or the Mm -hmm. distribution company didn't like that. So that's the only reason that it was in limbo for so long. And so we have this huge gap between the two stories. What's interesting to me, though, is that at the end of Bride of Chucky, Tiffany has been rejected basically chucky is basically told tiffany she ain't shit Mm -hmm. he didn't want anything to do with her he didn't care if she lived or died she was burnt to a crisp by the end and he said i don't want you anymore and basically it just was gonna leave her there to die and she recognized that she knew that and that it was upsetting to her i think it's so interesting when they both wake up in this one all of that (laughs) none of that matters none of that is a factor Tiffany's not still upset about that. Mm-hmm. Chucky's not trying to atone for that. And then at the end of the movie, Chucky has to the audacity, the doll-acity <laughs> to be like, "Oh, nobody leaves me." Bitch, weren't you going to leave <laughs> Tiffany burnt burnt up and bothered and pregnant in the last movie? Come
2: so you're on, saying Chucky.
1: you're telling
0: me that the idea that Chucky, the serial killer, is a terrible partner? is a surprise to you.
1: (laughs) That's not the surprise. The surprise to me was that Tiffany took his trifling ass back. I thought that that was the surprise. That is
0: the surprise. That is definitely the surprise. Um, And yeah, it's kind of like funny when you think of how it ends with them and bride to what Mm -hmm. they start with in this one. But I will say the flip side of it is it also kind of sets up this dynamic that I'm kind of here for where it's like they're going to be a team until inevitably they are not a team anymore. Right. And they're going to turn on each other again, which I I'm kind of cool with that being their dynamic. Because yeah. here's the thing: is like on a selfish level, I just like seeing these two characters together. I like seeing them seeing them operate together. I love listening to these two voice actors work off of each other. So I need them regardless of of the situation of their relationship i need them to figure out a way to make this work because like i like seeing them you know operate together however though the fact of the matter is is like by the end of it every time it's just like these two oh yeah they got issues
1: (laughs) they they definitely should not be together they are a match made in hell if i ever saw one the toxicity of this couple (laughs) is absolutely wild but yeah that's the fun of of Tiff and Chucky, is that by all regards, they are not good together, but are forced together through these circumstances. And it is fun to see them interact. And I think it's especially fun having a new dynamic in this that both of them treat so differently Mm -hmm. because it is a Tiff. Tiffany is very much straight into the mother role, all about it super Mm -hmm. into it, wants to be a better person for their child. And it's kind of funny because Chucky is also in a way straight into the father role, Mm -hmm. but not in the way of we're going to be a family. And like, I want to be a better person for you or anything, but just to have another killer within the family that he can go have fun and kill with and mm-hmm. have this, <laughs> have this other person who is like him. Yeah. That's very, very exciting to Chucky. And so it's fun to see both of them interact with Glenn and kind of do these different activities that they both feel like are f- like the way that a family should be. I, I mm-hmm. think that that's always really fun to watch is both of them have these ideas of how their family should be (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is also very different than glenn's idea of what their family should be true glenn has this idea of being the perfect family and being this loving nice great family and who just lives a normal life and then gets thrust into this family that's full of serial killers and Mm -hmm. that is not at all the expectation that Glenn had, I also love how it's very clear that they learned Japanese yep. solely because they thought that they were Japanese yep. and so excited to greet their parents
2: <laughs> using, this,
1: using this and both Tiffany and Chucky look and go, no, we're from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is... What's crazy about this movie is there's so many side plots and things happening, but the chaos is kind of great. Like, I don't mind how many different uh, threads you have to kind of follow while watching Seed, because all of them are entertaining. Like, that plot point is entertaining, the family plot point is entertaining, everything that Jennifer Tilly is doing is kind of entertaining, even the red man portions are entertaining, like all these different random ass threads are just like, when they finally converge, it's a good time. And I don't know how, I don't know how Don Mancini was able to do that.
1: It should not work by any regards. It should not work. Also, can we talk about how fast Glenn is? What you mean? A runner, a track star. Let's talk, how quickly? the Usain Boltness of it all, <laughs> I could not believe. I don't remember because I couldn't remember how we got from where Glenn was to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't remember how they escaped, and through a little help from a rat, <laughs> they are able to get out of their cage. But the quickness at which they. Sp- Brinted. I ain't never seen Chucky run like that. <laughs> never in my life, though, because every time Chucky runs, it's this little, this little kind of shuffle, pitter patter. Yes, Glenn was hurdling, hurdling after this truck caught up to a truck, bro.
0: Mm-hmm with little doll legs.
1: Yes. Ran <laughs> faster than a human being, A. <laughs> caught up to a truck that was already in motion, B.
0: hmm You know what? You're on to something here. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong.
1: It was wild. I
0: that's, I look that's why Glenn didn't need to be a killer. They had a full on career as a as a <laughs> Olympic runner already set up.
1: Yes, it was wild. It did make me laugh though. Also, it's very clear that a lot of this is Filmed on a soundstage because of the way that the background <laughs> looks, mm-hmm. everything looks like a a painting kind yeah. of.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it, very true. Yeah, this was this was filmed what in like a giant soundstage in Romania, yeah. right? So it's like you can you can clock it in certain places, but I would say overall the movie does look good. Like mm-hmm. there. It could be just a symptom of like, there are so many entertaining things going on that I'm not paying too, too much attention to the background. Yeah. There's never a point out again, outside of CGI sperm or like something Mm. visually bothered me. Like everything looked good enough for me.
1: Yeah. And and
0: served a good purpose.
1: Except for uh, Charlotte, Charlotte's web in the corner. That one scene where they're in the attic and it pans down and there's a cgi spider on a cgi miss, spider web
0: i missed that one it,
1: it you'll have to let it it does very much look like charlotte's web and then <laughs> i'm also fairly certain that the cgi'd the little drop of chucky sperm that falls out of the turkey baster pretty sure that was cgi
0: <laughs> you know i feel like animatronics can only get you so far you know <laughs>
1: I just hey hey, I'm just saying it those were the only two that really stuck out to me because it's two of those things where it's I. it makes me laugh because they were completely not necessary. But I just love the idea that they felt like they needed to, that they should put them in. And it just like upped the the humor <laughs> factor. There's absolutely no reason for that little drop of sperm to fall (laughs) off. But you know that Dom Mancini was like, yep, we need that in there. It's very, very important.
0: (laughs) Keep it. Also, I feel like the amount in the baster did not match the amount that it was in the cup. But I don't think also we need to spend too much time, too much more time on Chucky's sperm. Um,
1: Well, and yeah, 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 yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But going back just a tiny, tiny bit uh to the reunion scene with Mm -hmm. them um we also get our first like group kill in there which i really like the decapitation kill i I had a lot of fun with that one
1: it's very cool it's i will say i actually really enjoy the deaths in this movie
0: Mm -hmm. i think
1: they're pretty fun and i feel like the decapitation one is a really fun one to start with because it's one of the few times in this film that we'll see Chucky and Tiff kill together because a lot of this movie is kind of about them being separate and hiding things behind each other's backs. Mm -hmm. But I love that we get this first kill where they're a team and they work really well together, actually, to Mm -hmm. successfully pull off this decapitation. And it is a really cool Look like the the look of the head flying up is just really fun. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of the body and the head being left behind and it playing into the whole we're on a film set because I there is a very meta quality to this film because. Oh, yeah. The whole idea is that Jennifer Tilly is playing Jennifer Tilly, who is also Tiffany, but they're also making a movie about Chucky and Tiff inside of a movie (laughs) that's (laughs) about Chucky and Tiff because
0: starring
1: Jennifer Tilly Tilly. because the whole idea in this one is that Chucky and Tiffany are an urban legend now because Mm -hmm. there have because our um, main characters and bride both survived and lived to tell the tale. Of course, they spread the word. About what happened and of course Chucky and Tiffany's bodies were left behind and so Mm -hmm. that's how they're able to model these dolls to look exactly like them.
0: Yeah also a smart way to bring the characters back too, yeah they are very much dead at the end of bride. Yes Um, and so like finding a way that makes sense in universe to bring them back I feel like this was probably the best way to do it
1: agreed. Yeah, no, that you're 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 definitely right, because yeah, there's no way to they would have been able to bring them back, especially not in the bodies that they were in at the Mm -hmm. end of Bride. So yeah, it's a really clever way of having them look the same and having them still be fresh and glowing. And I like it because they do look exactly the same as they did in Bride now. Mm-hmm. So we can still hold on to that Chucky look that we've kind of become accustomed to at this point. So yeah, no, that was that was a really cool idea. And I love the whole thing with um, the whole Jennifer Tilly side of things where she's kind of, her whole subplot is really dealing with a dwindling career.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: also, can I just say, Kudos to Jennifer Tilly for having such a good sense of humor because yeah. they poke fun at her a lot in this movie. Like uh-huh. a lot of this movie is poking fun at her, her career, her looks, her voice, and I just have to say shout out to her for being such a good sport about it.
0: Mhm. Absolutely. She dude, she's such a great addition. Again, I've said it a thousand times in this episode, but to this franchise, she adds so much mm-hmm. and I think And I attribute a big part of me really liking this movie to all the things that she's doing in there. Because watching her act across from her doll self is the best. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, she's, as as one person in these Chucky films, she's fantastic. As two, it is double the fun. It Mm -hmm. is double the enjoyment. I love getting to see her do her thing as Tiff but then also get to play kind of like this version of herself as well. I think that as far as meta goes, another great choice and just another another flower for our friend Don for just being very creative in terms of like this idea and how this story is kind of written. Mm -hmm. Because uh, even with the deaths too, the deaths are fun, but I don't know if you felt this way but for me, a lot of them felt like just backdrops to the family drama yeah. that we're dealing with, with Chucky e. Tiff and, and Glenn slash Glenda, um, which I was okay with. Because I in my notes, I have, why am I so invested in this doll family? Because mm-hmm. by halfway through the film, I really am. I'm very interested to see where this family goes, how this dynamic changes what happens with the three of them because it's compelling and Mm -hmm. like it's it's entertaining and i find that very refreshing i think this deep into the franchise because like again with all of these franchises when you get to entry three four five what have you you got to start reinventing the wheel you got to start looking at different ways to tackle the subject matter and i think the idea of tiff and chucky trying to start a family On paper, sounds very campy and and silly, but then in practice, is also campy, silly, and fun. Like it, Mm -hmm. it just kind of works on screen.
1: Yeah, it's, I think this very easily could have not worked and probably doesn't for some people. But for me, yeah, I think if you really take this movie and just let it ride and definitely don't compare it to. The past, the the Chucky's of the past. It's something different. Yeah, I, I do feel like there is still fun to be had in this film. And I think that that is because you have two stories to me that I think are both really interesting. The whole family dynamic with our killer dolls and their child who so desperately does not want to be involved in any of this, but keeps somehow getting pulled into it. And then also this whole side plot with an actress who is trying to keep a career successful and who is kind of having to pivot their morals in order to do that and who has no idea that there's this whole kind this whole conspiracy going on behind her back that Mm. is really going to derail things for her. And yeah, I agree with you in the sense of it's crazy to think that these two storylines work together because they don't feel like they should. There's a there's there's a lot about this movie that when I'm not watching it and I'm thinking of it separately, I don't remember, not in a bad way, but just in a way that there's so much going on. Mm -hmm. Because while I was watching this, I could not for the life of me remember when Jennifer Tilly finally gets pregnant and when she gets tied up and when they finally really start to take over and why do they kill the paparazzi guy? Like all of that, I couldn't contextualize in my mind the order of the sequences, but I think it's because there's so much and Mm -hmm. these two storylines really actually do kind of coexist for a while before they cross, but it's crazy how well they work separately and together and yeah i don't know it just it makes it feel really fun and Mm -hmm. and also too surprisingly we still get conclusions for both of them because you almost wouldn't think that we would but we do um i also want to give a shout out to um to our girl joan did you ever watch Mm -hmm. s club seven when you grew up growing up not
0: really i knew of the show but i never watched it
1: I was an S Club 7 stan myself. I was very, very much into that show. I remember the first time I watched this movie, I was so excited to see Hannah from S Club 7. So imagine my surprise when she catches on fire and falls over a banister. (laughs) This is not not the party. This is not the (laughs) S Club party that I was promised. (laughs) And it really threw me for a loop the first time that I watched it.
0: I, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I forgot that she died, her character, to be honest, and, like, the nature of how she died. Yeah. uh, Kind of tragic, um, but important to the plot overall.
1: Yeah. She's one of the few, I would say maybe her and Stan are two characters Mm. that you know are going to die, but it just doesn't feel fair because they really got roped up into a situation that they honestly didn't need to be involved in and it's very unfortunate but i think besides them i mean i do think that that's good i i think it makes sense you regardless of how humorous i think a film can become when you're dealing with killers i do think it's important that you still have characters die that are quote unquote innocent or The characters that you don't want to see die, because I do think it's important to remember that, like, despite the fact that we're at this point kind of rooting for Chucky, like he is still the bad guy. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense that she dies and it makes sense that he dies. But I think out of everybody, they're the only characters that you're not like, oh, yeah, after they die. Because I will say there are a lot of characters that get killed in this movie that are kind of villainous in their intentions and mm-hmm. not the best people and so when they die you you are kind of rooting for Chucky and Tiffany because you're like yeah just kill them whatever who cares mm-hmm. um and so yeah I do think it's important to have those characters where you remember that they're doing a bad thing and of course what they're doing to Jennifer Tilly is not nice either it's it's not a good thing they're basically trying yeah. to steal her life and like do all of these things um to her so that's also bad but i think because that's the overriding plot and it takes a while for that to happen it kind of doesn't feel as sinister um mm-hmm. and also because jennifer tilly is tiffany and tiffany is jennifer tilly it also doesn't feel as sinister because you're like well you guys are already saying the same Hero. person anyway yeah. um but yeah i think besides that you really are allowed to relish in the deaths and have fun with the deaths. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think the fun, a lot of the fun of it too, comes from Glenn's kind of reaction to the deaths and how those impact their character overall. Besides, of course, the Britney Spears death, which that's another thing with these movies <laughs> is that. <laughs> I think that when you have movies like this that are really leaning into a moment of, like, pop culture or a moment in time, is that things like that start to feel really dated. I feel like it's the same way with the whole House of Wax and, like, come watch Paris Hilton die.
2: That's Mm -hmm. not going to hold
1: the same weight in 2022 to new people watching the movie as it does to us who are watching it and who really kind of knew what was going on in that time period. Um, And it's the same thing with this situation as it's like they chose to kill a celebrity because they were in Hollywood. They chose a big celebrity at the time. And Mm -hmm. not to say that she's not still a big celebrity but it's just one of those things where it's like as that changes over time, that scene (laughs) kind of changes. Of
0: course. (laughs) But it's like the idea of the celebrity cameo in like so many movies in the early 2000s. It's just like that's a symptom of the time as well, mm-hmm. so it, it, it's to be kind of expected. And to be fair, I forgot about the Britney part, <laughs> but I did find it funny. Like I laughed when I saw it this time. Um, also, it's not Britney, in case you're listening and you're yeah, you did not know it's it, it's just a lookalike. Um, but it's still like fun, and it leans into again like the, the the overall campiness mm-hmm. of this movie. Which going back to talking about like why all these things converge and work is i think i think the tone of the movie is a big reason why right it's like everything is so over the top everything is kind of played for laughs and like so in that regard it allows the wackiness to feel grounded in a way Mm -hmm. and like i would say for me personally the the plot Revolving around the dolls is more compelling than the Jennifer Tilly stuff, but the Jennifer Tilly stuff still works because she's doing a phenomenal job, yeah. Like selling those moments, um, and so overall, I think they just kind of combine into something um, harmonious. Um, also, I knew Redman was in this movie going into it, and I expected really bad on the acting frontier, and I just gotta say did better than I remembered. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't as bad as whatever picture I had in my head. Um, I feel like a lot of times we see these non-actors in these films and we just get ready for the worst. And I thought Redman actually did good for what he was supposed yeah. to do. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of that too, though, is because I feel like he also leaned into the absurdity of it and really mm-hmm. leaned into the humor and went with that, which I think worked so well for his character. I think one of my favorite lines is is when, after they do the audition.
2: Do you? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, you were great. You thank were super. Thank you, thank you,
0: real. thank you, Mr. Man. Oh,
1: could I call you Red? Listen, there's a whole lot of different ways I could do it, not just the way you saw. I could do it faster, I could do it slower, I could, I could, I could do it as a rap.
2: Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: But um, yeah, no, he's he's actually a pretty big part of this film. Surprisingly, you wouldn't think that he would be, but he actually does play a pretty big role and is actually who Chucky is planning on possessing until mm-hmm. uh Tiff gets tired of him and and takes him out, which also why? Why are his intestines steaming?
0: Steaming. I
1: see that a lot in movies.
0: Great. Great, great question. Um, another question that I'll pose instead of an answer is, during that sequence, why does Red Man only eat the corn? I don't know why I hyper fixated on that, <laughs> but halfway through the meal sequence, I just noticed something was weird, and so I continued to watch. And my man only scoops corn into his mouth. He avoided the entire rest of the plate. I don't know why. There was so there was so much food on that table, and subsequently, so much food on that plate. But my man's went directly for the corn, and I just want to know I why. I
1: wonder. Surely, it must be something where maybe that was the only thing that was safe to eat, or could be <laughs> could be eaten, or for continuity maybe they said okay only pick up the corn or something but he was the way he was eating that corn <laughs> that shit must have been prepared by god himself that shit was <laughs> hitting and he was scarfing it up and you scarfing know what? i'm glad he enjoyed that before what happened to him happened because Bro. he does get disemboweled mm-hmm. and very uh, you know what also while that's happening he basically gets (laughs) tiffany or not tiffany jennifer is basically saying like fuck you to him every single time he tries to call for help (laughs) (laughs) so it's not even that he gets killed it's like the the nature of which he gets killed is... He gets
0: killed and disrespected. But you know
1: what? But he was being shitty. So <laughs> yeah, it, was, it. He, he it is just funny, though, because, yes, he gets he gets killed. And then the whole time he's being killed and trying to signal for help, he is basically getting curved. So that's that's mm-hmm. fun. But yeah, so John Waters is also in this, which is like a fun cameo um, for fans of, of him and his films, which. I don't know if Don Mancini was taking any sort of inspiration from John Waters films for this. But I think that's another thing about them or about this movie is it gives me kind of the same vibes as like Serial Mom and that kind of same dark tone mm. to it, which I really like because I also really like that movie and also kind of like a little bit of hairspray. Which- I see that. Yeah, I I think there's something about the design of everything because everything has this very, like, bright, poppy look to it. Yeah,
0: it's very vibrant.
1: Very colorful, but then that's put against this black comedy, this kind of darkness that's Mm -hmm. also happening, and I feel like that is the case for a lot of John Waters' films, so I think that's another reason that I like this movie a lot, but I also love that he's in this movie, And Mm -hmm. his death is also really fun because it's the first time that Glenn kills someone. now, accidentally, but still,
0: but still kill
1: somebody. And Chucky is ecstatic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I love that subplot of the them trying to quit killing. It's yeah. On top of an already stacked plot of different threads. That was a thread that I'm glad didn't. didn't get pulled out because it is so fun to see both both sides deal with it right like mm-hmm. chucky is just like yeah i promise to never kill again we all know that he doesn't mean that shit mm-hmm. and so it's fun to watch that side but then it's equally fun to watch tiffany really genuinely try, try. Yeah. To leave the murder life behind and just fail so terribly at it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I love that, too, if anybody is on TikTok, that scene of her calling the widow mm-hmm. has become like a popular sound.
0: Oh, that has people, it really? <laughs>
1: yeah, that people were using for a while. And I was like, that's really nice. But I love the phone call she has with the. um With the assistant. The addict like the addict help oh, hotline oh yeah 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 the, the where he, yeah where she basically is saying that she feels like he she's gonna slip and this guy on the other end says hey i had a slip last week and you know what it's okay and so she basically takes that and says oh you're so right and that's why she kills <laughs> that's why she kills red man because <laughs> the guy basically said hey it's okay people slip every now and again and she takes that and she goes with it Yes, I'm in recovery, and I'm afraid I'm going to have a slip.
2: Can you get to a meeting? No, it's really not an option. I just freak everybody out. Now, don't be so hard on yourself. We're not here to judge you. What's your name? Tiffany. Listen to me, Tiffany. I know exactly what you're going through. You do? Yes, I I do. In fact, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Just last week, I had a slip. Really? Yeah. And believe you me, it was not pretty. It never is, is it? No. In fact, it took me three hours just to clean up the mess. (laughs) Oh, God, don't remind me. (laughs) But I'm not beating myself up over it. You know why, Tiffany? Why? Because Rome wasn't built in a day. (gasps) You're right. You're
1: absolutely right. But I love that phone call. I think that there's moments like that that are just really, really great, really subtle that I appreciate about this movie. Because there's even stuff like that with the Jennifer Tilly subplot where you have this all this stuff where it's like, oh, this hotter younger actress keeps stealing all my roles and Mm -hmm. how um you find out that joan writes all of the fan mail to (laughs) to her so that she thinks that she has like fans writing to her and even the stuff with the paparazzi Mm
2: -hmm.
1: where (laughs) i don't know if you could hear them ad-libbing but where they're like why are you wearing sunglasses did you get a facelift and then all the stuff that they were saying paparazzi
0: was ruthless oh my was god
1: wild it was wild to me because it's it's crazy how she finds this dead guy's body walks outside the first question they asked her was were you having an affair with him huh <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you
0: mean <laughs> unhinged reporters i have ever seen i loved it there's there's so many lovable freaking sequences in this mm-hmm. movie um another one just out of my notes here is it's a little bit later on but prepping for the surrogate mother situation we did need I I know I said stop talking about Chucky's sperm but we 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 need we need a sample in order to uh, get these babies and the campy nature of chucky choosing to jerk off to a Fangoria yeah. magazine is just chef's kiss like
1: it's great also Tiff flashes him before <laughs> she leaves, which thank you for that, I suppose. <laughs> but also too, we do get to watch Chucky jerk off in silhouette for a very long, Quite time. A long time.
0: Uh yeah, dude. This movie's so much fun. Um also, like, despite the the kookiness and wackiness of the plot, um, there are some like I think very clever uh, plot devices as well one with this whole like uh, jennifer is going for this role of mary in red man's mm-hmm. production which is very much mirroring her situation with being the surrogate for chucky and tiff um little stuff like that i think re- again going back to what grounds this film it's it's stuff like that that allows the kookiness to shine because there there is definitely you can tell That there is care put into the script and like i also think that you can really tell that don mancini has a grasp on horror Mm -hmm. on camp and the things that people for this kind of movie are going to see and looking for i think i think he does a great job of incorporating all of these things and like so tonally everything goes off without a hitch um but there's also these brief moments of like sincerity or like a bigger message being told that I don't think take away from the movie in any Mm -hmm. way. I think that they're incorporated very well, Um, even with the whole idea of like, of Glenn slash Glenda's gender and like that whole conversation and the family dynamic subplot revolving around that. It never has at any point feels very heavy handed. Mm -hmm. It's even a plot point that I know for a fact when I was growing up, Didn't even resonate with me. Like I didn't even. It didn't click the same way that it clicks as an adult now for me in twenty twenty three. What the what that was trying to say, Um, and I think that that's so well done to be able to just incorporate it so seamlessly Mm -hmm. into the script and plot.
1: Yeah, I agree because it feels like for a for a movie that is pretty silly and ridiculous. Actually, the Glenn Glenda stuff is handled very well and and feels actually very kind of grounded in a way. I think, mm-hmm. particularly because for Glenn, it is kind of a it's, it's the one thing that they're, besides the whole, oh my parents are serial killers. It's the one thing that they're kind of going back and forth with. Mm-hmm. And it feels like a really big part of their journey as a character. And I like that that is kind of the thing, like the big thing for them. Yeah. And I also feel like the way that both parents handle it feels like realistic in a way of the different sort of reactions that you mm-hmm. might feel going through these this journey and like questioning and being very unsure. And I feel like... There is a lot... I feel like especially for this character it and the kind of innocence that they're written with, it does feel like we're discovering this along with them because in a way we are. This mm-hmm. is not something that they've ever really, it seems like, thought about But prior to this yeah. meeting and this new journey in this relationship with their parents. And so, I don't know. I, I actually really... Um, appreciate the way that, that that gets handled and I think that that A is just a testament because Don Mancini was basically writing a lot of the ways I, I think he felt kind of you know discovering his sexuality as when he was younger I feel like he just wrote that into Glenn Glenda and I feel like that's why it feels well done mm. and much more like heartfelt than I think it would have felt being written by someone who had never experienced that or who could not relate to that and so there's i think what's really nice about it too is i like the conclusion that we come to Mm -hmm. of okay well i don't have to choose like i really relate to both of them and Mm. i really feel like some days i'm glenn some days i'm glenda and that to me feels okay and i like that that's the conclusion that we end up with and not like a definitive it has to be one or the other or or, you know what i mean or like okay well you have to choose and and that whole thing being a really like clear and cut concise answer because it's not for Mm -hmm. a lot of people and i appreciate that i appreciate that we kind of see that side of being like hey whatever you want to do that's cool whatever you feel like that's great and for Glenn Glenn of that ends up being the case of it's like I really really feel like both and I'm pretty content with that mm-hmm. and I I like that I like yeah. that that's where we end up especially
0: for like an early 2000s plot line right like during the height of like a lot of bigotry especially in movies in general and just writing like it's again very refreshing to see that take and see it handled honestly very well um I it's uh, again another testament to great things in this film uh however i don't think this film is without fault even though i mm-hmm. really enjoy it um for me i do think the ending gets a little messy i think they're although the threads get tied up i do think by the end of it there is like a wee bit too much going on like because we get one finale with um one, we get the Chucky Chucky declaration that he no longer gives a shit about getting a human body anymore, which is huge huge for the franchise. Like yeah. him coming to that realization of like, I'm the infamous killer Chucky doll, and that's who I want to be. Yeah, that is. Big I love overall. that.
1: Yeah, um, I love that speech that he gives.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's a big speech despite him being kind of an asshole in the in the moment, but right. I mean it's Chucky.
2: I have had it! That's it! There is a limit to how much I can take. What are you talking about? Look around you, Tiff. This is nuts. And I have a very high tolerance for nuts. If this is what it takes to be human, then I would rather take my chances as a supernaturally possessed doll. It's less complicated. You
0: can't be serious.
2: As a heart attack. Think about it. What's so great about being human anyway? You get sick. You get old. You can't get it up anymore. I'm not looking forward to that. I want to be Jennifer Tilly. I want to be a star. And I don't want to be your chauffeur. As a doll, I'm fucking infamous. I'm one of the most notorious slashers in history. And I don't want to give that up. I am Chucky, the killer doll. And
0: I dig it. But that aside, like that that bit, everything that happens in the bedroom, that's kind of fine. Like I, I'm okay with that. But then like we also continue that into the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we continue that even with the five years later stuff that happens at the end. I'm okay with all of these, don't get don't get me wrong. But I do think that as far as this movie goes, that's when for me, there was a little bit too much chaos, a little bit too much going mm-hmm. on. Um, I like the showdown between Glenn Glenda and Chucky at the end. I think it's fun. I think it's it it's full of camp for sure. But there at by that point, there is just like a lot happening. And like I can kind of feel us starting to lose the plot a little bit.
1: Yeah, lose a little steam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. So, yeah, going back to the whole Chucky speech in the declaration of I don't want to be a human anymore. I feel like that makes a lot of sense to me because I feel like at this point in time of so many times of Chucky trying to be a human, trying to be a human. It's like, why? And I do think that that was important because at this point in the franchise, you honestly kind of have to question why he wants to be human again. Never fucking works. And he's doing what he wanted to do. He's still a serial killer. And mm-hmm. he can come back to life anytime he wants as a doll. So it like it makes a lot of sense to say, "What are we? Why are we doing all this? I don't need to do all this. Like everybody knows me now as this, and mm-hmm. that's all I need." So I really do appreciate that speech because I feel like that has been you're starting to get to a point where you are seeing Chucky do the same thing every movie, every movie, every movie. It's find a body, do the ritual, try and get into that body. And so that also is what this film is. But I feel like it's kind of fun because I do see, I do feel like you get to see Chucky come to this realization of why do I need a body? And I think that's important because Mm – it, it, for the franchise to go on, how many times are we going to do the same thing and the same thing over and over again? Um, I would agree with you there. I do feel like the ending feels like three separate endings right. that were all tacked on to each other. I don't think we needed the hospital. I really don't understand why we went to the hospital Um, because I feel like we could have had all that happen in the house and just elongated the sequence. You have this huge, beautiful house that you're working with as a set. So just filter your way through that. Like have some chase sequences, have some, maybe Jennifer gets free. I almost, I. I. as much as I like the whole him getting killed, protecting her and never being able to say I love you. Like every time mm-hmm. he tries to say it to her, it gets... It gets ruined, and so it's a
0: great like long term yeah, joke that it, yeah, well.
1: it's, it's a really great like recurring joke which I do like, but I I do think that around that time we could have Jennifer maybe get free and mm-hmm. have more of a chase sequence throughout the house, and then still have the whole thing with Tiffany, still have the whole thing with Glenn, and have all that just happen in one location, and then yeah. jump to five years later. I just feel like. It feels like it I don't know. It just feels like it slows everything down to have her be rescued, taken to the hospital, have all that happen at the hospital, and then hop five years later. It, yeah, doesn't need to happen at the hospital. the only The only thing that is important that happens at the hospital is her being drugged. And mm-hmm. like the only thing that matters is that she has an IV in and she doesn't notice that it's happening. But I feel like there are multiple ways we could have gotten her unconscious because she has been rendered unconscious four different times within this film <laughs> and I think it would have been really easy to find another way for that to happen inside of the house.
0: Yeah. And so it's just like there I think there is a way that we can compact the the ending portion of this film. I agree with you um cuz like at the end of the day we need Chucky and Tiff to get into their Tiff and then for Glenn to do their thing so that we can get to the five years later portion. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure there is a way to figure out how to get that all to happen in the house. Um, now I'm, I guess this is more of a question to you in terms of what, wh- how do you perceive things happen at the end? Like I take away that uh, Tiffany is successful with her, with transferring into the body Mm. Um, but that is the most that I grasp from this ending. What was your take on what happens with this five years later?
1: Yeah. So what gets introduced around the ending point? Which I love this reveal when Glenn goes Glenda. Mm-hmm. I love the reveal of when she turns around.
0: Oh yeah, that's a great <laughs> sequence.
1: And Chucky is shook, and so is <laughs> and so is Tiffany. I love that whole sequence. I think it's really fun. But
0: and it's a look She's pulling it off.
1: <laughs> it is. It's giving. I will say that as well. And the fact that that Glenda made that dress mm-hmm. made that themselves. OK, let's go. Um. So there's this whole idea that it seems like Glenda is much more of the violent side of Glenn And so it's kind of implied that these nightmares and these urges that they've been having to kill is much more leans towards Glenda. And Mm -hmm. Glenn is still that kind of more meek side of things until the very end when he he does kill or at least that side of them kills Chucky. Mm -hmm. But that's more you could chalk that up to that's more of a revenge self-defense sort of situation because who knows what Chucky was very much ready to kill Glenn I think in that moment as well so I think there's this idea that they're although they're they feel like they do have both of those sides to them I do <clears> feel <throat> like there is maybe this idea that the Glenda side of them is just is different it personality wise is different
0: gotcha
1: so then in the end i think that i've seen some people who are like a little bit i saw some like uh comments yeah or like theories i guess you could say of some people who were a little bit confused about when exactly like tiff takes over jennifer Mm -hmm. i think it's i think right after tiff quote unquote dies I don't think she died I think she just became unconscious I just think it took a minute for the actual transfer to happen which isn't the first time that that's happened it doesn't always happen right away and so I think that sometime when they are both unconscious they switch bodies so I think by the time that Jennifer gets up and is consoling Glenn I Mm -hmm. think that that's Tiffany gotcha so then yeah in the end Tiffany is successfully in Jennifer's body Jennifer's body starring Megan Fox (laughs) (laughs)
0: let's
1: go let's go um and then ah dude I don't this whole thing with the so oh also okay because Jennifer gives birth to two babies one a boy one a girl I love that the baby it almost seems like the baby was born with the blanket on (laughs) just because right. of the way that the sequencing happens and how quickly to get some wrapped just up they yeah. <laughs> they look like they were born in their perf- like their respectively co- co- like colored <laughs> bundles cuz the one mm. the boy is in a little blue blanket and the girl's in a little pink blanket and so that's a whole conversation of that they also kind of push onto Glenn of oh well now you have options which would you like to be and that's then mm-hmm. Glenn is like, oh, well, I don't know. Um, but so then by the end of it, I don't know. There's two ways this could go. One, that I always thought it was this, but I could see how this could be wrong, is that the entire essence of Glenn Glenda went into the little boy. And okay. so now they are just more like male-presenting because at the time maybe that's what they wanted and because of the when they talk literally it is the same voice that was in the, that was in the doll when right. when glenn talks and at this point in time the the boy is being called glenn and the girl is being called glenda like they're both have that respective name um, And then I think you could imagine that maybe Glenda is just has these tendencies and is more e- like violent because and she is still half Chucky. And mm-hmm. if that is a long running in the family sort of thing, then I don't think it would be wild to assume that the other baby could grow up that way. Also having Tiffany as your mother, because we do see that Tiffany still kills people for fun. Oh, yeah. So uh, that could happen. The other way that this could be interpreted is that somehow they were able to get split Glenn Glenda and Mm -hmm. put one half into Glenn and one half into Glenda. And so therefore, one half got the more meek, innocent side and the other half got the more murderous side Mm -hmm. is another way that you could interpret it. But I don't know. I still lean towards the first one because I don't see how they would be able to do that.
0: I I mean, I hear you, but there's something about the second one that kind of resonates for whatever reason. Yeah. And uh, again, just an interpretation, honestly, just based off what you've just been saying. But the idea that both Glenn and Glenda are parts of this one character that are both concrete portions, like mm-hmm. it's not one or the other, like Glenn Glenda is Glenn and Glenda. So that there is a part of them that does get split when they do the transference, where mm-hmm. yeah, they, it has been presented that the the more female leaning side is the more murderous side of Glengleda. Um, we even see that with the kill that happens in that sequence. So this idea that the the murderous tendencies go into one kid and then the the um relaxed calm sweet version goes into the other one I don't think that's actually too too much of a stretch in the grand scheme of things especially with the way that this ending is kind of set up I don't I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities and to be fair that wasn't on my mind before but now that you've said it I kind of think is where I Mm -hmm. would I would see the ending as where it's just like glenn never chooses whether or not they want to be a boy or a girl and so i think with that second ending it solidifies the idea that they are both right and the and certain aspects go into the glenn version and certain aspects go into the glenda version yeah but overall the soul i guess is still split amongst these two characters i right. Again, by the end of this campy journey, I'm okay with accepting that. Like, that, that for me, I'm like, I, I could ride with that. Yeah.
1: That makes sense. That could be true. Because I imagine, I guess, if you just had both babies out, and you had Glenn Glenda standing in front of the babies, and you just raised the talisman, and you're like, switch, switch. I mean, there's nothing to say that maybe it would just get spread evenly between both bodies that you had in front of you. Um, Because we've never seen that tried. And so, who's to say that that can't happen? And yeah, no
0: professional on doll possessions here so I'm just Yeah,
1: not me. <laughs> I know very I know very little about it. So that could definitely happen. So that 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 I could I could see that. I could see that being the case of the idea was to have a little bit of both and both because if you identify as both then great. We'll just, you know, then you can be both and then it just so happens that the more Glenda side went into Glenda and that side, like I said, also just happens to be the part of them that is the most like their parents yeah. in the sense of is the has that killer instinct and has those desires. Yeah. And because that was not something that for the longest time, because Glenn was Glenn, that part of them was kind of pushed down and only really Yeah, suppressed and only really came out in in their dreams or or and subconsciously that because that was more of a part of them at that point in time, I don't think it would be crazy to say that that part was more of half of them than, you know, it wasn't subconscious anymore. And so yeah, I guess you could say that part that part went into one person, then the other part went into the other person. And now both of them are part of part of them yeah so yeah yeah, that's i could i i actually feel like that that makes sense that could work
0: like like thematically i i i think i rock with it and like i i don't know it for me ties up that ending a little bit better than whatever i was fumbling about in my Mm -hmm. head with um so i i'd be cool with that the the last gotcha with the arm, kind of whatever. <laughs> like it is what it is. Again, you're gonna get those kinds of gotchas at the end of these of right. these films. Um, however, I will say this credit sequence, dude, slaps. I it's love so it.
1: fun. Bring back this kind of a credit sequence. Bring
0: them back. It's so
1: much fun. I thought the same thing. I love it. I love that they credit Glenn and they credit Linda. <laughs> <laughs> I love it I think it's so I just think it's so fun I love that we get a little uh, compilation of Jennifer Tilly screaming it's just so mm-hmm. so early 2000s but I miss these kinds of credit sequences where it's like clips from the movie and then they mm-hmm. like show the actor's name those are so fun
0: those were so good um, also one of my last notes here um, I don't know the full accuracy but I saw it on IMDb that Apparently, the role that Redman plays was initially written for Quentin Tarantino, oh, um, no which I cannot even conceive of that version of this movie. But I did think that was wild upon reading that.
1: I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think that would work <laughs> for me personally. I am quite pleased with what we A-okay with what with we got. But then that's funny because then they must have added in that line where where they say oh you're gonna be they must have changed it to like oh you're gonna be where you're gonna go into red man when tiff is talking to chucky and chucky goes i'm down with that or whatever he says <laughs> they surely changed that when they found out they were gonna have a black actor because <laughs> <laughs> the way he says that i <laughs>
0: mm-hmm I, And also down that list of things I was reading, the second time that Chucky almost goes into a black man.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but the first time it's a black child <laughs> that he almost True. goes into. But yeah, second time, <laughs> second time, and second time unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. um Can't
0: come to the barbecue quite yet, Chucky. Yet, Sorry about it. Not
1: yet, and you know what?
0: Probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that we should keep it that way, to be fair and honest. Um, but yeah, this movie, this movie is one of those ones where I have a really good time every time that I watch it. By no means do I think it's the best in the series. Um, I mm-hmm. It's also not my favorite in the series. And there is an element to it. I have a lot of fun, but there is still an element to me in this movie that's like you said it just it doesn't always work there's and i think that that's because it leans so heavy comedy that it's just kind of the way it is with comedy is it's like not every aspect of that is going to hit for you not every joke is going to land for you and so there might be some parts that are feel a little bit harder to get through than others and i feel the same way with this movie is that for the most part it it feels pretty fast paced and, and flies by for me, but there are still elements of this movie where it doesn't always strike the balance for me. Like as Mm -hmm. well as I think bride does like I, there's still some elements of this for me that lean a little bit too much into the comedic horror territory that it, it, it's, It kind of loses me at times, if that makes sense. And I feel like a lot of that also, kind of going off of what you said, I think a lot of that does start to happen towards the end. And I think that that's just because for a movie, yeah, that feels so kind of well balanced plot line wise. I do feel like once Jennifer is kind of tied up and out of commission for a while, that the movie slows down for me a little bit which is weird because at the same time some of the moments that i really enjoy like i love the like closet <laughs> the closet <laughs> line where he's like i have some skeletons in my closet and all those bodies fall out and you're like chucky when the <laughs> fuck did you do this where <laughs> what do you mean who are these people like stuff like that i still really enjoy but i do think that there's just some elements of this that it feels like there was more care put into parts of the plot than other parts of the plot, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: No, I could see that. I could absolutely, absolutely see that. Yeah. Um, so I think this is as good a time as any as to uh, go ahead and rate this bad boy. Mm-hmm. Um. We just need a metric. What are we feeling this week?
1: Oof. I mean...
0: I'm just trying to stay away from any sort of sperm donor thing, but that's the first thing my well, brain is going. Through.
1: Same as well. I also started to think of sperm something, and then I said, "You know what?
0: We're classier let's, than let's that. Pivot. We're better than this. Let's
1: go ahead and pivot. We will." <laughs> um,
0: Made in Japan's.
1: <laughs> or. Uh, I was gonna say poison paparazzi, but that's not poison. That's um, acid. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Which? Why would you need that acid in photography?
0: Ah, so acid. The most I feel
1: corrosive like looking shit I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I I don't think you need it to that uh extent. What's the word? Yeah, to to that extent or that extremity. But I do think they use some kinds of like acid liquids for for well, that style of photography. And your um,
1: photography friends, please let me know what you use that for. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm trying to think of something with Fangoria. <laughs> Fangoria fun times.
1: Fangoria fun
0: times. Fangoria finishes. <laughs> God, I want to be classier than it, but Fangoria finishes is kind of nice. <laughs> uh, okay, let's 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 go ahead with Fangoria finishes. Uh, I think I think that'll work. I I can't recall of another time somebody uh does the deed to a Fangoria magazine. So yeah. hopefully we won't need it again. But
1: you know what? I'll be very surprised. <laughs> um I will. <laughs>
0: would you like to go first? Or you want me to?
1: Uh ah, I'm gonna have you go first, yeah. I think.
0: All right. I'm gonna go ahead and give Seed of Chucky four point two out of five uh Fangoria finishes. Nice uh like i said this movie's not perfect but i really really enjoy this film and i think that it's a solid installment into the franchise i think don mancini knows exactly what they're doing with this franchise and with the tone and theme and journey of the characters in this one um i think that although the plot can get a little bit all over the place and a little messy at times um it's still an enjoyable ride that i think lands doesn't quite stick the landing, but gives me something that I'm okay with by the end of it. Um, And I just enjoy the experience of watching it. It's a film that's very easy to watch. I think it's paced pretty well. Um, I could very easily go back to this at any point in time. And yeah, it's just it's a good time for me. And I think that there are some points to it that are surprisingly poignant, that didn't really stick out to me when I was younger, but do stick out to me as an adult. And I appreciate their them being incorporated into it as well. So, so yeah, I'm going to say 4.2 out of 5 Fangoria finishes.
1: I'm going to be kind of around there. I think I'm going to give it 4 out of 5 Fangoria okay. finishes because, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Some of that might be a little bit of, like, my nostalgia playing in because, yeah, this is one of the Chuckies that I grew up watching a lot, but it's just fun i have a good time when i watch this movie although there's things about it that i don't like they don't ruin Mm -hmm. the movie at all for me and in the grand scheme of things they're not big deals because overall i think this movie was meant to just be fun and and that is successful to me it's a good time It's got some moments that I do think are genuinely funny. It's got some fun kills. And I love like Tiffany. I love and we get so much of her in this film, which makes me happy. And then Glenn Glenn Glenda, I love and I love that. We also get a lot of them in this movie. And so I enjoy this movie because I enjoy spending time with them. And of course, Chucky is like this is full sarcastic witty make a joke Chucky which is not like I don't like I said by no means do I think this is like the best version of Chucky but it's still an entertaining version and I still enjoy what we get with him and so yeah there's not a lot about this movie that I would change I think like I said if you take it for what it is that it's a really good time I understand why people don't like this movie, but for me, it just is one of those movies where despite seeing the flaws and despite, like I said, knowing it's not the best in the series, like not by a long shot, I still really enjoy this movie. So yeah, four out of five Fangoria finishes for me.
0: Very nice.
1: But we would love to know what you guys think of Seed of Chucky. You can let us know on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you prefer to email us, we are homiesofhorror at gmail.com. You can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. And if you'd like to talk to us a little bit more in depth and talk to some other homies, not only about this movie, but about other movies that we covered and other horror news, you can always slide into our Discord. That is where we are hanging out. You can find the link for that in our social media bios as well. And if you're listening to this on Monday, that means that we are streaming on Twitch tonight. Twitch is where we play spooky games with the homies, hang out, have some drinks, have some laughs. And we'd love to see you through. That's not what I was going to say. And we would love to see you in the chat. So if you'd like to come through and say hello, you can also find the link for that in our social media bios. And last but never least, if you are so inclined, we would very much appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating or a review. You can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings and reviews we get, the better. Recommends our show to more listeners. And we just like to hear what you guys are thinking of the show. So if you have an account and haven't done that yet, we'd love for you to. Over on Spotify, you can leave a rating by simply clicking the stars underneath our name. Well, that is it for us today, homies. Thank you so much. Once again, everybody who participated in our Discord Decides, and we will be seeing you guys with a new spooky movie next time.
0: Catch you next time, homies.
1: Bye.